podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Sissoko finally waited. Erickson, low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal! On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! We will try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Yemin Son, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career! Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Touchline Hotspur. Got a, um, a great cast here for a brand new year. Uh, Owen, how are you doing? You, you good? Very well, brother. Very well. How are you? Very well. I'm good. I'm good. New Year's treating me well so far. Can't complain. Uh, Ohio, how you been? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Had a long day of doing the practice, like practicing practicals, going on placement soon, but just trying to survive this lockdown, baby. That's all it is. <laughs> and a special, special guest today. Uh, Mark, how you doing? I'm living the life as always. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but you can't believe you found a Marine fan in the wilds. I couldn't believe it, mate. <laughs> We've been searching. We've been searching ever since it was announced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good for one to turn up, you know, eventually. Um, and, uh Yeah. I guess we've got a, we've got a very good show lined up today. Um, we're gonna start with I guess the Leeds match, which um, went no, we it went pretty. And I was gonna say it went it went pretty well for Spurs, but it, it really makes me think about um, our new sponsor for the show, which is Fanslide. I don't know if you guys have um, heard of Fanslide. It's the world's first live in play fantasy football game. I know um, some of the guys here have used it. 
had had um, or you want to tell us a bit about your experience? Yeah, I mean, I've been playing it quite a bit recently, and I done it for the Leeds game. Um, coming in, I wasn't even too confident. I was speaking on the on the previous pod that I thought Leeds would kind of have us over, so I had quite a few Leeds players in from the jump, and obviously didn't get too many players. Um, I was just kind of getting into the clean sheets early on, to be honest. Um, trying to get that while I could, and I I couldn't predict it at all. Like it's it's so techy. Like I couldn't predict it at all. I didn't have anyone who scored in my team at that current time. Uh, Whenever I would switch, like when I switched Bergwijn out, he uh, he got an assist. Uh, when uh, I switched out Son, he's like it was one of them ones, and I've got an average points tally. But um, yeah, I'll be back all over it. I just managed to get a respectable score from the clean sheets. Don't worry, the luck's coming. The luck is coming, definitely. I think it's that's that's the skill in it. That's the tip to it. It's just knowing when when to make your subs, right? Oh, did you 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 had the chance to go on it? Yeah, yeah man. I touched it for um, the Leeds game and the United City game last night. So again, <laughs> yes, we'll have to do that always. Um, but yeah, no, I used it for the Leeds game again. I think not. Uh, pessimistic, but I saw we were like, we'll get into the game. Obviously, we we're getting peppered, so I was like, okay, let me dash a little, <laughs> let me dash a little Alioski in there, a little Bamford, just in case he nicks one. Um, but I think the United game, I tried, and I think in the Tottenham Leeds game, I think I came like top thirty, I think, which was which was all right for like my first time proper using it. Um, and then I think for the United game, I tried a different tack. I tried to go like mainly defenders first. You know, see if anyone. I, I thought there were going to be some early pop shots going, but I think I tuned in just after. So I think my stream was a bit behind. So I put Zach Steffen in, but I think I just clocked like he made a save, like a big save, just before I put him in. So that was annoying. Um, and then I thought, okay, like Maguire's not going to do anything dumb for the first five minutes. Might make a couple of tackles here and there. Maguire literally got me zero points, and he was like on my double point bit in the middle. So it got better as it went on. I think who did I? I had Fernandinho in and then it was the same thing that happened to Owen with Bergwijn. Like, I think Fernandinho's thing timed out like seven minutes before his goal. So well, you'll, get used to it. You'll, you'll get used to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, cool. my old Avai world one timed out at half-time as well. I couldn't believe it. Peak. So <laughs> it's, just, it's got instinct, isn't it? It comes from got, it's got instinct and I guess you guys are close. So it proves that it's, it's, it works. It's free to play. Um, there's prize money on selected games as well. So, you know, guys, give it a try. Give it a try and let's see what can happen. But um, let's tuck into the Leeds match. I mean, pre-going into the match, Leeds have got this reputation of being, like, um, a great side for neutrals to watch, I guess. And what do you guys think about it? Um, well, me personally, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think I caught a little bit of pepper from um from Tobes and the chat after uh, for this. Like before the game, I was very much like a little bit fearful of Leeds just because like they play Bielsa ball looks very nice, they're very intense, and if you catch Patrick Bamford on a good day, like it's it's going to be quite techy. Um, but then obviously Tobes was making a very good point that you know they the way Leeds play plays into our preferred style. I say preferred style, the style that we've become accustomed to recently just to sit back and counter punch um but yeah no, I, I didn't think i i thought we were a bit lucky to be two no up to be honest in the sense that you know Le- leeds could have easily been two potentially three no up before our first goal even went in um if they were a bit more awake uh in the box but 
you know, you get you get it how you live at the end of the day. Uh, Mark, did you get a chance to catch the um, Leeds game? No, I didn't watch any the Leeds game, but I was, I was surprised you came up 3-0 victors, to be honest. Um, keeping Leeds out is quite some achievements. Um, so I, I'm an Everson fan as well, and so I watched Leeds play at Goodison Park this season. I thought they were very, very impressive size. So no credit to you for that one. I think um, it's it's interesting. Like we, it felt definitely like we didn't deserve to be two and a half. I, I can agree with Ohio, um, but I mean, it's I, I guess this is the argument at the moment, isn't it? It's like we Spurs tend to set up quite negatively. Leeds tend to be quite offensive and tend to go for it, and everyone says they love it, and then they come out of the other side, sort of like three 0 down, and it's like, what is the balance? Like, what where do you want to go with this? I think um, Spurs' lineup for what we go for at the moment was quite offensive, to be honest. Like we were fully stacked. Had um, we had everyone, everyone there. I think um, Kane, Son, Berwin started right in Dombele. So it was mm-hmm. it was a beautiful lineup. Um, let's talk a little bit about Berwin. Were your thoughts mm. on, on on Berwin's performance in that game? I thought. That was probably one of his better ones, to be honest, at the moment. But what did you think? He word being one of the better ones, but yeah, <laughs> um, it was an interesting game. Like for for him to start, I'm glad he got the starts. It was his first one since Liverpool, I believe. Um, and he got hammered on social media for missing some glorious chances. Um, I felt like he performed well. He spun Aliowski several times. I was so gutted for him when he got in the box and created that opportunity for himself when he just spun it on the half turn, had that half volley. And I was, that that could have been the goal for him. And it, it was just, again, one of those games where he couldn't put that proverbial cherry on top of what was actually a good performance. Yeah, I think even on um, Son's goal, I think it was the second goal, like he had that little sort of like where he, he runs inside, like draws a couple of players off of Kane so, so that Kane can make the pass. And it's like... Generally, it's good play. It's just it needs to start mm. happening. You think like you just want to see him hit the hit the back of the net a few more times this season. Trust, definitely trust. needed. Um, I think he started off quite. He, he started off quite sloppy though. I can't lie. It was more kind of um, a tricky, sticky 15, 20 minutes for him, and then he won the penalty, which was obviously decisive for us because we were getting peppered by Leeds at that point. Yeah. Um, it was quite similar to Leicester. Like we started getting on top of them, and then we could see this stupid penalty, and uh, Leeds right on top of us. And Bergwijn managed to win it nicely, and ended up being really decisive for us. So I'd take heart from that. Like he he contributed highly to what was probably the decisive moment in the game. Mm. I think um, I think there's they, we need to give a shout out definitely um, to Davis. Davis' performance was was great. <laughs> he was good, man. He was good. Can't even lie. Can't even I lie. was worried going into the match. I thought Rafinha on Davis, like that, was going to be a weak point. And then, um, yeah, at some point in the match, I saw Rafinha swap wings. So like, he wasn't getting any joy over there at all. Um, and I think is is that a good sign? I think it has to be considering like any time and this I, I don't want to sound like I'm sneak this in Ben Davies for the sake of it. I know I called him Brexit Ben a, a couple of months ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he like every time he plays, you know, 
without a doubt, there's just this like collective sigh within the within the fan base. Like, oh. And David was playing, you know, like Reguilón didn't do himself any favors by having a, a, a fiesta siesta with 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 the mandem and their babes on uh, on on Christmas or New Year's Eve or whatever. After Jose Jose gave him what did Jose give him the, the, the ham or the pig or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Reguilón didn't do himself any favours, but, you know, I guess in in a similar sense, to, we'll, we'll get on to Doherty in, in a bit, but I suppose, you know, Doherty being there, we all, it's not a secret, like, Aurier's performance has, has been boosted. So, I think having, you know, being told, right, you're the backup now, prove you deserve to start certain games rather than just you start to give Reguilón a rest, um, I think that's doing Davies a favour. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. Effectively, you know, not that Traore has been amazing recently, but you know he he did. Did, did Davy start against Wolves? Did I make that up? Yeah, he did. He started. Yeah, he did. Kind of like left yeah. back or third centre back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think it's fair to say, fair to say, he locked up um, Adama Traore with his oily oily forearms, and then you know, <laughs> you know when it, you know left wingers, so the the right wingers that love cutting in. They're not moving to the left unless they're having a bad day or they're getting locked down. So mm-hmm. we have to give credit where credit's due. To be honest, that like you don't you don't need to rate him to rate the performances. Do you know what I mean? Definitely agree. And then I think to, you get sorry, just as to said in the comments, it is still Ben Davies. Yeah, yeah, it's still Ben Davies. Um, but I mean, you you do that's what you want to see, I guess, from from the second stream or from the people that are sort of like holding the club together at the moment. Like, um, I guess you're we're kind of getting like the complete opposite on the other um on the other fullback from Doherty. Like it's been sort of bottom of the barrel scraping performances for him at the moment. Um and it's I guess from my perspective, it's not looking good. I don't know if anybody else disagrees. Um I can't see any of the things that it feels like we bought him for. Um, translating into our game, into our style of play at the moment. So it's not looking good for him, man. The, the stares that Mourinho was giving him after the game, oh, like... Oh, God. <laughs> Bro. I know he was having about that, it was too much. But, um, yeah, looking forward, I mean, do you, do you stick with him? Do you stick with Doherty? Has he got enough? Is there enough there um, to be, a, like, a considerable backup for Aurier? Or... Is it something where we need to count our losses and sort of move on? Boy, I mean, he is getting on to his late twenties as well. But we we got we we even looked at the the fixture list for the rest of the season in the group chat quite recently. We've got a ridiculous amount, especially mm-hmm. if we aim to be in the in the three major competitions going into the rest of the new year. So he's definitely going to get game time. He needs to be a lot better for sure. Um, but he'll he'll for sure get game time. I just can't tell at this point whether he's going to show more than his kind of P and P type of play. Like that's that's generally what he was at, uh, at Wolves, which is um, against many stereotypes. But like he he's just one that <laughs> likes to just run up and down and dominate wings. He's not particularly technical. He's not great at one on one defending. He's not. He's, he's a shit. He's shit at one v one defending. We have watched him. <laughs> we have watched him get dusted. Like but anyone, yeah, yeah it's very yeah. true. I know LeBron James is the goat, but LeBron does this thing where he just does like one dribble. It's not even a step back. He just like does half a step and back. Still and, like... 
That was nothing special. Like, and that's what everyone does to Matt Doherty, and it makes you sick. Like, or Mark, like, what's what's the Marine right back saying, man? Like, because Liverpool, Liverpool are playing centre backs that played what, like League Two, like last year. I'm sure there's someone with PMP cooking in a Marine's back. Well, like, you'll actually find that Marine's right back is a full international footballer. Who's that? But Josh Solomon Davies. Yeah, he's twenty. He's been a Marine for two years now. I'd say he's arguably our best player, and he's got um, two or three international caps for Saint Lucia actually. So wow, he's, okay, he's, so he's, he's a potential one if you're interested. International. I like to see him. I'm going to keep an eye out for him. I'll keep an eye out. Oh, you should. He's brilliant. Trust me. Uh, I think. I guess. Um, it was there. There wasn't really anything else that happened in the Leeds match. So no, it was just on Doherty. I think he's he's showing worse than what he actually is. Like I think he. Yeah, I think that's he's shown he think can that's... defend a bit better. He can definitely get forward a bit better. Just, it's just been horrible. I think I definitely think it doesn't suit him to play with like um, like winks at the moment. I think he needs like a sis, um, Sissoko, someone who wants to sit back a bit more and let him get further forward. Like seeing him, yeah, seeing him with like winks and um, Irwin on his wing. I think it's just not good for any of the three. To be honest, I don't think it helps any of them at the moment. It's- Good point. I don't know how many games he's played with Sissoko. I'm sure he's played a fair few, though. But, yeah, I think I so, know. but off the top of the head, I, I can't. I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, let's move on to uh, Brentford semi-final. Wembley um, boy. Wembley. Wembley, Wembley boy. I don't know. If, did we have what was it? It was this like a um, a little hoodoo at the moment for semi-finals. For certain, for certain, for certain clubs with certain managers, finals aren't really their thing. Like apparently, streets are saying though. Not even streets, stats are saying. Like, <laughs> the facts are saying. What's the deal? What's the deal? Yeah, four in a row, you know. Four Pete. Four Pete. Four, four Pete. And then the oh, boys had to step up against yeah. the mighty Brentford. Loki, I was I was mild. Like, I wasn't surprised we played such a strong team because it's a semi final, innit? You you got you got to go. <laughs> well gone, Babs. Man, you said fuck Tottenham. Yes, w- welcome. Glad to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> you here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would I wouldn't have played him myself. I kind of half thought Joe Hart might get a game, maybe, um, but that probably would have been a risk in and of itself, to be honest. Um, but yeah, our no, lineup looked clean. Uh, the standard back four, but Sanchez in for Toby. We had, and then the rest of the team, apart from Lucas, was was as we expected, to be honest. So, how do you feel? Because, um, yeah, I guess, what do you feel Brentford's lineup? Um, where do you think they caused issues, or where do you think they were going to cause us problems? I think um, Tony. I can't remember who started in turn. Just the silver. The silver, yeah. Between Tony, I thought Tony was going to cause us some problems. To be honest, like he's a he's a bit tricky, fast, and then seeing Sanchez there as well, I felt like mm. something could happen. Like, yeah, Sanchez. Um, unfortunately, for forty two M, Sanchez is always there to be got at. Like re- regardless, like that's that's just mm. an unfortunate fact. But it was it 
it was like it was comfortable, maybe not as comfortable as I'd have liked overall, but like we we did relatively clean house. Like we could we definitely could have scored more goals. Um it was nice to see us play a little bit more on the front foot. Um, you know, I mean we kind of have to there in the chat. With all due respect, like they're in the championship. If you want to be winning stuff, you have to be putting those kind of teams on the back foot without question. Um maybe a little bit more open than I would have liked, but that's gonna happen when you're on the front foot. Um and yeah, just credit to Brent, credit to Brentford in general. Like they turn up. I always said, like, look at the end, they're gonna turn up fearless. You know what I'm saying? Like semi-final or not, it's like it's like a final for them, like playing in such a big stadium as well. Um, playing against such a big team. Uh Josh De Silva. I mean, it it was a red, but it was unlucky at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like he's clearly he's clearly just going for a chop, and your foot's gonna come out like that when you're chopping. So Unlucky for him, but you know we we did what we had to do at the end of the day. The offside goal, I mean, it was offside. Like his knee was offside, but you know, <laughs> if, if they didn't, if they didn't give it, you know, yeah. we were surprised. Was that a set piece as well? Mm, I think it was from a corner. Yeah, was, well, fantastic. Did you see? Um, <laughs> did you see Nohebier's um, reply to the tackle? Oh, I yeah. am Viking. I'm okay. I'm <laughs> I love that energy, man. That's the energy we need for the midfield, man. Let's get a couple more Vikings in. We've got, um, I thought, I thought, um, I just want to go back to Sanchez quickly. Um, apart from the mistakes, I don't, I don't even know if I want to call them mistakes. It's like they're moments, these little moments where he gets kind of, it's like he loses confidence. Um, apart from those moments, I was going to say he, he looked all right, like, there's even an argument to be made that he played slightly better than Dyer. But I think the problem is those moments come way too often for me. And um, I just think, what what do you do? Like, how do you get that out of his game? Like, is, is uh, there any... XP. I guess it's just XP. <laughs> because he's still young. Like, he's still young. He's got the minimals to be a top centre-back, which is why it's frustrating, because we've seen it in his first 18 months. Like, he was... Really, he was really, really good. I think part of me thinks he's missing Jan quite a bit. Like that's where his best form yeah. came, and part of but like, his first half performance is why I felt so so comfortable in the first half. Like I wasn't worried. He was playing really, really well. I thought um, I was about to wax lyrical in the chat, and I was just like, let let, let me just not jinx this guy. And then the first thing he did in the second <laughs> half, like Jose was cheeky in the post match interview to suggest like, oh, like. The, the Brentford player could have died because Sanchez didn't touch him. Like, like he touched him. Like that yeah. was more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was more than enough for for I think it was Embuemo to go down and win a penalty, and he should have. Like if, if he if he had won that penalty, we could have been in a really dire situation. To be honest, I didn't even intend that pun either. But um, <laughs> for Sanchez, he just needs to. I don't know. Like Mourinho emphasizes concentration quite a lot, and especially in defenders. Um, if he gets game time and just tries to nullify that out of his game, like Aurier to to a point has done, hopefully he can be a player. But if he doesn't improve on this at all, then I can't imagine we keep him past the summer. Yeah, I think it's it's a shame as well because I saw him as a player who would be here for a long time, sort of similar to when we got Adavero then um, the Tongan. But it just doesn't seem to be turning out that way at the moment. So hopefully he can turn it around. Um, sort of moving on to like more popular things then, I guess. Um, Ndombele, the star boy. 
Like, I felt like it was, it's good. To, it's just always good to see Ndombele play 90 minutes. Like, that's, that's <laughs> always a good thing. Like, it's always a blessing. Man. Um, I thought he had a good game, but it's good as usual kind of thing. Like, there's nothing really to add there. Um, let's talk no, about... They've, they've, been, they've been cooking us in the, in the Discord about Ndombele. Like, whenever it gets... I think I even had... Then had a wager with uh, with Mariah when it got to like sixty six minutes. He was like, "Oh, what's the odds on um, on uh, on Tongi lasting another nine minutes?" So literally, like, and then there was discrepancy whether we meant the seventy fifth minute or the end of the seventy six. <laughs> his foot come off the pitch like seventy six zero one. So like we've been we've been catching strays about his his conditioning. Mm-hmm. But I think we like we've been yeah. saying from time like the only way you're gonna know if he can if he can last a ninety is to actually see him last 90. And I think I saw, I don't know who it was that tweeted it, but, you know what I'm saying, it was his pass that put Son away. And it's like, you yeah. know, if he if, if Tongi's not on the pitch and Kane is elsewhere, being our best centre-back probably, who else is going to, like, gaps are going to open after the 75th minute, do you know what I mean? Like, players are lagging, players are tired. When your concentration, when your dehydration goes down, fatigue goes down, concentration goes down, only the kind of man you want Tongi on the pitch, even if Tongi like is in gear two, he's still gonna see the pass and make the pass. Do you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I know I know it's a running joke about him finishing 90 minutes, but that's the kind of stuff that can happen when he finishes 90. Like the gap is gonna open and we're and we're gonna get a goal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh so I guess who did you guys want in the final? I I don't care in it. An op is an op. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'm, I, I live in Liverpool. Like these men hate both Manchester clubs in it it's for different reasons. Um, I, I love Marine in the final. Not gonna lie, but like, <laughs> I think big. I wanted. I don't. I actually don't know who. I think. I think United would have been the easier game. I, like, I say that with chest. I genuinely yeah. think United would have been the easier game. Jose's, Jose's got their number. I know Pogba's doing his thing, playing middle wing these days. Um, but, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think Jose's got both of their numbers, man. I can't lie. I know Pep has won it. I know Pep's repeated the League Cup, but you know, jo- Jose don't piss about in his second season. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like a lot, I wanted United in the in the final for the same reasons. They were easier. I just wanted to see that hug into the camera lens on Solskjaer one more time. <laughs> if he does it to Pep, then fair play. But I just need to see that one more time. Poetry. Oh, Beautiful man, there was a story for it for either team to be honest. Like, it was always going to be good anyway. But I think, um, I think the fighter just to be off pet one last time like, will be there for Mourinho. Like, he'd love it. And there's nobody else. Like, who else could you want for a one off game final? Like, yeah, trust me, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, and I guess this comes down to like a debate we've had, um, previously on the pod. But um, the next question is like, how important is the Carabao Cup in the grand scheme of things? I want to see what I want to see what the Everton fan thinks. The Everton Marine fan, <laughs> from a from a Ever, maybe like from an Everton perspective, and then what you think in terms of like our aspirations. How how do you see the Carabao Cup in terms of our objectives? I think winning a trophy is always very important. Um, even if it is the Carabao Cup, it's still a major trophy. I'm not sure how long it's been since Tottenham won a trophy, something like 15 years, something like that. Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey. Relax, 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 relax. It's, it's, it's not an insult. Everyone would have won. Well, the question I've always, I've always, as, as an Everton fan, I've always thought to myself, what would I rather happen? Win the Carabao Cup 
or qualify for the top four. And it's that's a tough decision. I think really the cup winning the cup doesn't it doesn't um, increase your stature in the game necessarily. It doesn't mean you're being a better quality of player like qualifying for Europe does. But for the fans, there's just something about winning a trophy. When you look back in history and compare, you know, who's the biggest club, the first thing I always do, I go to the honest section and look, what have they won? And yeah. for that reason, I'd say, right now you might say the Cup's not important to win, but if you go down first years down the line, you'll look at this, winning the Cup, and think, there we go, a trophy, there's something to remember it by. So I'd say Cup's very important. And Guardiola, he... He's the manager who takes cut very seriously. He's, he's won it three years in a row, City, because he takes it seriously. And I think, I think he's right. I think all clubs should have the same philosophy as him with that, really. Definitely agree. And I think um, taking it seriously is a big part of, I think, the teams that win. Like most of the teams that win, it's always the same teams. It's always the teams that take it seriously. And I guess as a fan, I've always been sort of the camp. The only, the only sort for me anyway, the only good thing about like the Carabao Cup is that bragging right, and you have that for like I don't know a few weeks, and then after that you're, <laughs> you kind of move on to the next season kind of thing. So for me, I've always been a top four kind of guy. Like I think you, you're spot on. Like I've always seen it as improving the stature of the club. For mm. Spurs, like maybe over the past ten years, I think it's been clear. Like we've, we started reaching when when we started reaching the top floor top four consistently that's when the stature of the club well, started I remember to... when um, when you qualified the top four and I was in London and I was um and I was on the tube and and Tottenham put an advert out on the side it was saying um, uh White Hot Lane the only place in London where you can watch Champions League football I, I just thought that brilliant <laughs> <laughs> love to see it man but it's funny the Chelsea fans took that a bit too serious and started coming to our matches. Yeah, let's move on, I guess, from the Carabao to the main event. The, the main, the main event. event. The main event of the evening. Um, Mark. Can you give us a bit of a background, a preview of, of like what to expect when we come across Marine? Okay, so um, so we were founded in 1894, so we're still quite a historic club like yourself. Um, grounds capacity is 3,000, of which about 400 is seated, so um, don't expect much there. We've actually, we have only actually got three sides to the grounds, I'm, I'm sad to report. But um, I think... You know, um, there's expect, expect somewhat of a fight. I mean, we've we've beaten quite a lot of teams to get here. We've got through se seven rounds now, and uh, I remember a couple of years ago, your lot lost to a Colchester United in, in the FA Cup or League Cup. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well, we beat Colchester in the first round to get here now, so I, th I think you should be worried, to be honest. <laughs> Well, about yeah. these set piece goals as well. I've been hearing yeah. something so, about this. So we've got we've got a midfielder called Josh Amani. He's um, in one of the qualifying rounds. He scored two free kicks in one match. Um, direct free kicks. Mm, yeah, direct free kicks. <laughs> Joe Hart, um, please, please. <laughs> well, we might we might have to learn that, brother, because we got Dyer on free kicks. We got Kane on free kicks. Yeah, like, oh, wow. And in the last two matches, we've we've qualified for free kicks this time. 
So um, when we played against Colchester and drew 1-1, so our centre back Anthony Miley, he um, scores header from that from that Homani free kick, and um, same in the Haven't game. Um, so I, f- I think there's a set piece threat there certainly, but I mean, realistically, um, as long as you don't break the FA Cup scoring record against us, I think we'll be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a good game. Um, yeah. You in fact, um, had- I am. Um, Two years ago, I was I watched um, Tottenham the FA Cup at Tranmere when you won seven nil, um, and I remember there was five minutes to go, and you brought Harry Kane on. I thought, what? <laughs> that, that was that was overkill. So I mean, I'd like to see some of the stars at Marine, but don't don't destroy us, please. <laughs> now, yeah, we had to we had to give the fans what they wanted, man. They want a little a little superstar stardust that day. It's just like, I have Harry Kane for five minutes, man. Have that, yeah. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art. Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com forward slash join. When I spit bars in a ring, I'm gonna go hard, last and ten. So, yeah, so, um, so yeah, so there, there is, there is some threat in the Marine team. And actually, um, one of our players, our centre back, David Raven, has played in the Premier League. Really? Yeah, actually. Played, uh, yep, played, played a full match one time for Liverpool <laughs> in 2004. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, the, so, the danger man is the right back, the free mm-hmm. kick taker. And yeah, the right back in the free. Well, um, we've got quite a good winger. His name's James Barrigan. In his uh, spare time, well, not spare time. In his full time, he's actually a, he's actually a bin man for Liverpool City Council. Shut well, up! Don't, don't let that. Um, I'm not joking. He's he's a bin man. Our main centre forward who um, scored the winning goal in the last rounds. He's he's a teacher. So we've got quite a variety of professions. If even the manager uh, actually works for Mersey Rail, so. <laughs> Yeah, classic effort. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. Even if we score like nine goals, if we concede one, if we score Twitter, one goal, we'll go home happy. Twitter is gonna have a field day if a teacher or a bin man or a yeah. train driver scores against us, like. And I'm not gonna lie, I genuinely believe we might like Jay Spurs just said it in the comments. I, I was watching, I genuinely watched some marine highlights like a couple of minutes before we started. 
Okay. I genuinely believe we're going to concede from a set piece. Like it's going to be like their one set piece the whole game, and they're going to score it and go ballistic, even if they're like four 0 down or something. Oh, I, I love that so much. <laughs> I think that that would that would yeah it would it would be the magic of the cup as they say. <laughs> oh, it, but, I, yeah, it's it's the biggest game in our history. There's there's no doubt about that really. We um we made the third round um once before I believe, which is in 1992. So we, we come to the third round, right? We get we beat all these teams in qualifying, and then we drew Crew Alexandra. I mean that that was just a waste back then, but this this is the real deal. Um, it's a shame. There's, that, no, there's no fans, is there? No, there's no fans. No we fans, were going to have fans because Liverpool's still in tier two until until last week. Actually, so people still going to Evans and Liverpool games, but um, the government said we could have 500 fans, which which would have been fantastic, you know, but. Um, no, it's all falling apart last week, really, which is sad. What was the... Because obviously like, there's, there's only so much you can think when it comes to like, lower league sides drawing big teams, but mm-hmm. what was like the community like Merseyside buzz when you drew Spurs? Oh, I've never seen such interest in Marine like that before, really. Um, you've even got situations like... So they allowed fans in at non-league in recent months here. And, um, and we'd have random games against like... Mosley or teams no one's ever heard of and it'd be like an instant sellout 400 tickets would go like that you'd have to be there on the computer on computer at 9 o'clock the interest in the club was massive and even um, even back in the first round when we played Colchester um, when the players left on the coach you know you have fans coming down the street to cheer the, the team off as they left and yeah when we um, when we won the second rounds fans coming out outside the stadium cheering the players no it's, it's been brilliant and um, I don't know if you've heard about the, the virtual tickets Marina selling. So um, we've sold nearly 6,000 of them now, actually. Okay. So um, £60,000 for the club. I mean, a, a lot of that I assume is through Spurs fans um, as well. And if we um, get that 6,000, that's you've broken our record attendance all time, which was when we actually played. We played Nigeria in 1949. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. And they've still got the clips up on YouTube for when Marine played Nigeria, you can still go and see. I've got myself um Marine versus Tottenham Hotspur, half an half scarf. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it very, very highly. Yeah. Nah, it should it should be a really good one, man. I think um not to not to rain on Marines Parade, but I'd love Definitely. to see I'd love to see like a goal for um Oh and last thing, um we've we've released a song. Uh, I think it's just called Mighty Mourinho we released a song yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying Wait. you released a song for a second <laughs> we released a song yeah 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 well a, a group of fans have released a song I think I think at one point the day it came out it was something like 20th in Amazon Music's new releases so <laughs> we'll take it Bars. Marine Bars. fans made a Mourinho song that is flipping jokes yeah, Mourinho diss track yeah. no no a, a Marine song Marine song, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So I think um should should Spurs be looking for two cups this season or 
Do you think? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, you've basically been given a bite of the fourth rounds. Pretty much. Once you're in the fourth round, you're not far, are you? I think I think we definitely should. Like I know I I get I get um, heat for this every single time, but I think not to disrespect the Carabao Cup because we ain't won it since uh, since what's his name? <laughs> Sorry, before we carry on, yeah. <laughs> I have to respect Tobes, yeah, because Tobes has been Jose's biggest op. Like I I I was very anti Jose. Now I'm on the fence, Jose, just because we're in and around stuff in it. I have to respect Tobes for like not shaking at all. Like he's just offered. He's just offered uh, Mourinho to Marine in it. Like we'll see, we'll see how far he takes them with no peace. But um, but anyway, I think when it comes to the cups, yeah, like I've said this on a few episodes, like I, I'm hundred percent in agreement that beggars can't be choosers whatsoever. Um, and you know, it's kind of the whole us not winning anything when people ask us about our style of play. It's like, is it sustainable? Do you like it? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. It's like we're not really in a position to like or dislike football because we don't win anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, we we achieve things, we reach objectives, you know, we improve our stature. But, you know, like Marcus alluded to earlier on, at the end of the day, um, you've got to put trophies in the cabinet. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, all these Twitter accounts that are this many days since Tottenham won the league or, or won a trophy and all that stuff, like, that needs to stop, innit? Um, so, yeah, with the Carabao, it's like... I think we have we have to win it. You know, I'm, I'm not. There's no point saying would I rather have this or this. Like the fact is, we're in the final. That game is in April. We have to win that game. Like there's there's no two ways about it. Um, you know, Carabao and, and fifth isn't enough in my opinion. Um, it's we would have achieved an objective, but I think, you know, if I I personally considering how last season went, I'm taking fourth and no trophy over Carabao and fifth in my personal opinion. Um, and again, a lot of people are going to think... Uh, people do this thing where they are, oh, why do you feel entitled to more than one trophy? I don't feel entitled to more than one trophy at all. I think that doesn't make sense. The last time we won a trophy, like, our, our sponsor was flipping mansion and, like, the back collar was lower than the front. <laughs> <laughs> and we're mean? just starving. We're starving. We start with, we're starving. We're starving. Saying, like, we want to eat. <laughs> it's the opposite of entitlement, to be honest. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's, and I, just quickly on my my boy Kieran just tuned in. He's like, notice a lot of these teams. They're all they love talking about us, even though we've not won anything. So it's like, how are we so relevant when we've not won anything? Like, if you don't support Spurs, like you're automatically against us. And I don't know why that is. You know, what I'm saying do people say there's nothing to hate on, but people hate us anyway. So you know, mm-hmm. if, if it keeps us in people's mouths, then let it carry on, innit? Yeah. Man, I hope Babs's question is, how do you beat a team in the top half without spending X and X amount? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll, we'll get to the questions, we'll get to the questions dog. I think um mm. yeah, I think like everyone everyone kind of knows that Spurs are I guess on the rise. It's, it's similar. Well it's, it's not similar, it's not the same. We don't have that sort of um like oil oil rich millionaire sort of jumping in to buy the club and like mark the new era. But I think there has been I mean there has been a new era of Spurs and I think it started sort of like maybe around like Harry Redknapp kind of times and yeah, yeah things have looked good since then to be honest so long may it continue um, just, uh, just on the cup sorry like one one of the things is like I think I don't know where I found the picture by putting it actually no it was from um, at Dale Johnson who works for uh, ESPN you know I, I gotta I gotta give the, the credentials the credits proper I don't want to sound like I stole it but you know, if you look at it, if it just just say for an example, say we do get to the Europa and FA Cup final, just as an example, do you know what I mean? 
the amount of games that we're going to have inside is going to be ridiculous. So, like, say, you know, I, I expect us to beat Marine, but, you know, the, the day, if we go into round four, we'll have Liverpool four days later. And then if we get to round five, we have City three days later. If we get to the quarterfinal, actually, there's international break there, fair play. But if we get to the semifinal of that, Europa League quarterfinal will be three days before and then Fulham two days after. Do you know what I'm saying? So, you know, there was a lot of chat about our squad depth really early on. And I've always been an advocate of um, squad quality over squad depth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was speaking to my um, boy who's in the comments, LCB Gaming, you know, he's, he's a Villa fan. And I was talking about like, our, you know, because Villa have got the COVID thing going on. Are they going to play some youth players? So I like that Jacob Ramsey kid. And he made a point. He was like, um, oh, what's, the, what's the Villa manager's name again? Dean Smith. His name? Yeah, he was just saying how, like, Dean Smith didn't really used to use man before the 80th minute because they were dead, but the quality has been going up. Like, El Ghazi's a weird one. He's dry, but then scores bangers. And then, you know, like, Jacob Ramsey's come in, performing a little bit, a couple of men are filling in. So it's it, it's going to come down to the quality of the squad. And, you know, that that might be a, a tiny little segue in, into into Deli Alley. Do you know what I'm saying? I think we, we're going to need to use Donny, you know? Like, I don't... I would rather if he was going to leave. I'd rather he left in 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 the summer, just because we're we're going to need this guy in in between now and 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 the end of the season. And to be honest, anyone else we bring in, like we've got the same issue, which is trying to bring them up to speed with low amounts of game time. So, um, and especially if you're going to keep playing them like mostly with the second string squad, it's going to be a bit of an issue. And um, as much as I'd love to see Ali stay as well, you've got um, you've got the old flame on his back at the moment. Pochettino um, apparently asking to have him on loan. So I mean, that would be a better move for him than him staying and not playing, um, which is what it feels like has happened for the first half of the season. So mm. hopefully that all sort of ends up in a nice place. Um, Villa. I'll be honest, like, I feel like Villa, they blow hot and cold and, like, anything can happen, like, form goes out the window kind of thing. Um, and I also think that Villa are one of those teams that um, I said a few weeks ago on here, like, I don't, I don't know how long Spurs can sort of keep trying this tactic of scoring the first goal and then, like, really switching off and trying to defend the lead for 90 minutes. I think that Villa are a team that would love that. They'd, they'd love to have... Um, like as many tries at goal as they can for 90 minutes and I think they get a bit of success as well they're another team that can be tricky on the set pieces um, yeah there's a, I think there are a lot of dangerous signs now. that's that's not me saying we're going to lose I'm just saying I feel like there's a lot of danger sort of against them especially if um, like you said unknown quantities come and start adding different different things to to the team as well like um I can't remember his name. Was it? Is it like a? How is it? House? Can't remember his name. Courtney yeah. House. Yeah, he, he looked pretty good as well. Like these unknown, these guys are just popping up. I feel like, and um, yeah, you never know, man. It's like regions on on um, football. On yeah. <laughs> I think with Billy, yeah, because when you look at some of their fixtures, obviously. They looked, they, they were all right against United. Like they could have nicked it against United, but they were playing on the break quite a lot. Um, Chelsea, they looked pretty good. But then again, Chelsea aren't really very good right now, if we're being honest. Dealt with West Brom, who had 10 men. That's West Brom. Drew at home to Burnley. 
beat Wolves away, both had 10 men, and then they lost after they beat Arsenal, they slapped Arsenal even. Barkley and Barkley and uh, Grealish were just dancing at their left hand side. They did lose to Brighton and West Ham after. So, you know, I think it's good after I've, I think I have a bit more faith this time. I didn't have a lot of faith in the Leeds game. Yeah. Um, like Tobes just said in the comments, it's going to be quite open and them having a high line, like that plays into the that plays into the hands of of the the South the South Korean shooter, uh, human son himself. Like that that plays directly into his. Like I, I do like Matty Cash. I mean he's a good player, but I think he's he's gonna I think he might get baptized still. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um they're gonna need to <laughs> to be a bit more aggressive, like try to take Son out if if he's coming at them on that kind of counter. Otherwise they're gonna get ripped open with their like, back. I don't think so. But they've got Liverpool first, right? I think. Uh they do. Yeah. They got yeah. Villa. They got Liverpool tomorrow. Sorry. Well, I say tomorrow, whenever this pod is released, if you're listening on Saturday. But yeah, they got them on Friday. Yeah. So um yeah, he's, he's I guess he's still got time. I don't think he's back yet though. No, we'll do we'll do a cheeky bit of scouting though. Obviously Grealish is Grealish, isn't it? Like we we've got to put Hoy Bier on him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I fancy a bit of Sissoko on him, to be fair. Sissoko yeah, and Oye on that right side. That half space. Yeah, no, he can cook him still. He can cook I think him. this is a game for Sissoko. Have, uh, have Everton played them yet? No, Everton have got them soon. I'll just check the fixtures. Yeah, we haven't played Villa yet. I mean, it's hard to work out what exactly they're doing differently this season to the team that Miller got relegated last year. I mean, what do we think? They, they just improved the squad. Like, is, yeah. is it... Is the, someone said this again? It was actually LCB who was in the comments. But is it a wild shout to say that Villa have made arguably like the best had the best um, transfer window? Not necessarily just in terms of personnel, but upgrading like specifically in certain positions. Yeah, like, is that, is that an outrageous thing to say? I don't think so. Martinez no. and um, Oli Watkins. Yeah. Yeah, Martin has been the best keeper in the league, like Bark, like in my opinion, anyway. Like Bark, yeah. Greenish link up, like it's just it's just a couple of source bros just doing their thing. Ballers, <laughs> ballers just want the ball. That's it. At the end of the day, when when Gareth Southgate realizes that England might win something, but you know, what I'm saying yeah, Barkley and Greenish together. I think Watkins, he he's looked better, but he's not. I, I'm not too shook of Watkins against an informed dial, to be honest. Um, he's. He's a little bit streaky for me. Like he'll have like one really good game. Like he blew away Liverpool, was good against um, Arsenal, but he's not not consistent enough in the box uh, for me at the moment. I know that's tops. I know you'll be listening. I know that's your guy. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not too shook of Ollie Watkins to be honest. Mm. Got Bertrand Traore, who's who is just a bit of a slow starter for them. But he's slowly started to come into form and come clutch in a couple of games as well. So. Mm-hmm. Threats all around. Yeah, they seem to strengthen different areas of the pitch, haven't they? And Bertrand Traore, I remember him a couple of years ago, played with Leon uh, in the Europa League at Everton, and he absolutely destroyed us. I think they won about three 0 So he's he's always one I've been I've been wary of. Yeah. What was that the late the late in Baines days? Ooh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Only <laughs> <laughs> Hibbert and all them. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, sorry, they, they were the Cuco Martina days. That was it. Oh, that's horrible. He <laughs> was ass. Way back. Way back. 
Uh, all right, it will be good. Definitely be a good one. Um, any predictions? Anyone want to put their neck out on the score prediction? Anything like that? Uh, Marine, I'm going to say 6-1. And then, sorry, Mark, not to be disrespectful. I do, I do genuinely believe they're going to score a set piece. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, if anyone's got the athletic, they literally just dropped uh, a, a, mi a mixtape on how to score against us from set pieces. So if <laughs> you know, a couple of managers are definitely going to read that and, and, and go around us. It wouldn't shock me if Flippin Jose mentions that after the presser against Marine. You know, some teams, they like to show my tactics in the journalism. And it. Um, that was probably the worst Portuguese accent of all time. So don't put me for that one. Uh, but yeah, and I think, Villa, I think we'll do Villa. I think I think we'll do Villa 2-0. Do Villa 2-0. Right, yeah. I mean, similar prediction for the Marine game. I genuinely think they're really going to score a set piece as well. I saw I saw the article The Athletic did. I saw um, Sky Sports leaking our set-piece tactics defensively when uh, whoever dropped it on the floor against Brentford, it just showed exactly how we line up from certain set-pieces. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope just for the occasion they get maybe one or two, but I reckon we'll get that 6-2, 7-2. Awesome one. Um, Aston Villa will be similar. I think um, it will suit us inviting pressure on and countering. I think it will be a title. I mean, we tend to have quite a good record. So my heart's saying 3 1. 3 1. Well, um, with regards to the Marine game, so I've read that the FA Cup record defeat is 26 nil apparently. So <laughs> anything below that would be all right. <laughs> as, as you both say, I'd love to see a goal, just something to shout about. Um, we've come very far anyway, but let's say something like I mean, I'm wary of Tranmere losing 7 0 to Spurs a couple of years ago, the Football League Club. So I'm going to say something like something like 10 1. Kind, very kind. Thank you, sir. Deli Ali Atrick. Two for Vinicius. Good to, see. good to see some goals for Delhi. Definitely be happy to see that. Uh, should we maybe do a few listeners' questions? Yeah, man, we got we got a couple in the comments still. Uh, we got one from Babs. Uh, actually, I was going to say we touched on this, but no, this is this is a nicely worded one. So Babs, uh, one of one of the one of the Discord generals, said, uh, "Are the aims of Tottenham slightly adjusted?" now with how you guys have started the season and if so what are the expectations how do you think Tottenham should utilise the squad I assume or the window or the window well I think um, from my perspective I don't think the aims have changed I think um, it's still sort of a challenge that like you want to be challenging for the league you want to be there or thereabouts trying to keep up with Liverpool you want to end up in the top four. And to be honest, as a with Mourinho as the manager, he wants to win a cup or cups as well. So I don't think the aims have changed there. But in order to achieve that, I think is a different thing entirely. I think um, he needs to make some serious changes, I think, to the squad. Just some of the players that I think we put faith in at the moment, I'm just not sure if they're going to get it over the line. Um, thinking of some of like the past stars like Gareth Bale and things like that, where, um, yeah, 
<laughs> I guess the best way to say it is that like he looks like a shadow of his former self at the moment. It's, it's definitely time, not, yeah, it's definitely not what you what you'd love to see. Um when you're playing like considerably for my from my opinion anyway, worse than Lucas Mora, that's definitely not not good. Never a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, man, I think I think some some changes do need to be made. I'm always wary of trying to bring in a lot of players at one time, so I don't think it's going to be that kind of thing. Maybe one or two key players. Um, but yeah, man, and, and Mourinho needs to improve his relationship with the second string for me in order to achieve these expectations. So for me, I had high expectations from the start. Um, I think I predicted second. I don't think the um, expectations have changed, but I think he definitely needs to do a bit more if he wants to achieve it. Agreed. Owen, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, that was pretty much um, what I was thinking bar for bar. I, in terms of utilising the window, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to do much in this window, although there is a lot, which you, if you look on the surface, there are things that needs to be done, especially in terms of offloading players. Um, ideally, even though I don't think it's going to happen, we could bring in Sabitza because the noises are sounding quite nice, to be honest. Like, even Fabrizio Romano, the the tapping merchant, as he's been called recently, I guess we don't really have a, a Tottenham version of AFC Bell just yet. Um, he, apparently, we're in contact and in good relations with his agents. Um, but again, I, I don't really see much in the window happening until until the summer. Um, I don't think our expectations have changed since the start of the season, although they fluctuated throughout the season. Like there was a point where we were like feeling like sticking our necks up for our title challenge. And <laughs> um, but yeah, now the, the solid aim now would be top four in the trophy. Yeah. yeah Quick man. question though, guys, it's slightly related, but would you guys take Ericsson back? No, point. I I, th- I generally think I'm the only touchline hotspur cast member. Who, I'm having Ericsson. I'm having I'm having I don't think I've, I've reached that point yet where I'm where I'm looking back at Ericsson. Well, I don't even hate him either, but it's I just don't feel like he's got it left. Yeah, he's I even shaved it. his head and everything, and I've been there. It's it's a dark time. <laughs> no, I can't lie, man. I'm I'm, I'm having him. I know Tobes is going to be watching this. Like now, fuck that guy. Left us, well, actually, no, not necessarily for that guy, like because Tobes is one of the main advocates of just because his last 18 months weren't very good, we can't forget yeah, like what he did. And, and I'm not trying to bring him back on a on a nostalgia thing because, oh, okay, okay, Tobes said he's having him on loan if we can't get Sabbath, so as we need a 10, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the angle I'm leaning towards, like, um, and AJ, yeah, AJ literally just said the same thing, like, if we don't get Ericsson, like, is if we don't get Sabbath, Ericsson on. I just think like it's one of them ones. It for this to be a whisper, obviously, like it was always going to be a conversation with Inter saying, "Yeah, like we're not we're not feeling Ericsson anymore." But I think er- if Ericsson did come back, it would be a proper tail between his legs thing. Let me prove that, like, yeah, I got it wrong. Fairs, but let me let me remind you lot what I'm on. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's still there's enough man in the squad who know what this guy's about. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this guy was playing advanced playmaker from the left wing. And he he was playing with the, the system was working in a way where you know it was not like Danny Rose was getting put on toast every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we yeah we're happy about Tongi. Tongi time is now 90 minutes, but we're not going to get 90 minutes out of him every time. We still need someone to open those locks, um, mm-hmm. get a bit loose in the last 15 minutes of the game. 
And, you know, anyone who watched Tottenham, Ericsson could be having a two out of 10 and he would do, he would do a Bruno Fernandes. He would literally just pull out that pass or he'll, he'll make that key pass, you know, so he'll whip that ball in and something will happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think, I don't, I don't think we can, we can forget he, he, he has the ability to do that. I don't think for someone who's with us for that long, you don't lose the ability to do that. So if he's available on loan, I'm having him even with Sabitzer to be, if we can get Sabitzer and Ericsson on loan, I'm, I'm buzzing. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm buzzing. And then to try and answer um, Babs' question a bit more direct, you know, one thing you've always got to be wary of is mission creep. I think, you know, Leicester were a little bit guilty of that not too long ago when they were, everyone thought they were third and clear and then suddenly they were they were not in the Champions League, do you know what I'm saying? So objective-wise, you know, we've never we've never said, oh, yeah, us lot anyway have never said, oh, we're going to win the title now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we put ourselves in the conversation, but it's, it's got to be top four in and one-two trophy in it. I think that's fair. Uh, I think there's one more from yeah. Lily Two White Lane. Oh, two more. Yeah. So we got Lily White Lane is saying uh, it's kind of it's a statement slash question. So we'll go statement and what do people what do people think? Uh, so yeah, Lily White Lane says Hoybier should transition into a centre back. Such a warrior, brick house, also a shit house. Um, great defensively, really good at position. Dyer's too sloppy, keeps giving the ball away. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, gents? I disagree with two statements in that one. Um, I wouldn't even say Diaz has been like quite obviously sloppy. He does look a bit shaky. He's on the ball sometimes, but he seems to do all right. I don't think he's had a bad game this season yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Hoybier never coming out of position, uh, I think he actually does quite a lot, but maybe in a smart way. Like he he tends to be very good at reading the game, but from in between the lines, like playing centre-back would be a completely different ball game and he would have to change his style completely. So for that, I mean, maybe Ben Davis would be a better uh, option to transition into a centre-back, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have Foybier in there. Yeah, no, I agree entirely. I think the most I could see Foybier doing is like um, dropping in as a first centre-back to support, but one who kind of comes out a bit more um, aggressively to cut off passing names and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. not as a full-time sort of centre-back, dedicated centre-back. I think it takes away a lot of his game in terms of just how he moves and reads the game, like you said. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think that has been too sloppy either, to be honest. Trust me. And then uh, last one from Jay Spurs. I don't know how many words we're going to get out of this, to be honest, but <laughs> thoughts on, thoughts on Gedson Fernandez. Who? Jetson <laughs> Fernandez, listen, I, I tell you, I've got to be honest with you. If I saw him walking down the street, I wouldn't even recognize him at this point. I, I, I don't know that man from anywhere, man. Anything I say about him would be a lie because <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the last, I'm trying to even think the last time I saw him play. I'm actually sat here thinking, who is Getson Fernandez? I actually <laughs> don't <laughs> was... And I don't blame you. I, I honestly don't blame you. Like, if, even if I had to think of great moments in the shirt from from Getson, I don't know why I put myself on the spot like that. But like, <laughs> that whole for yourself. He's just, he's just not yeah. it, man. Like, it's it's a shame, and I think it was. Where, where did he go from Benfica? I think the Benfica is the Benfica manager still uh, Jorge Jesus. Is that him? 
I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's still him. He he said something about like he doesn't understand why these um why these Benfica players keep leaving because they they're just not banging. Like I think they leave at a certain age. Uh, apart from Ruben Diaz is 23, 24, I think it is. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, George Jesus is just like I don't really understand like why these guys are leaving to go places that they're not playing. Like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I think Jetson just got a little bit hype. Um is what it is, man. It hasn't worked out. Luck uh, what what was the what was the optional fee? 45, 50 mil? 50 million euros. Oh, that is that, oh, <laughs> the less said on that, the better, man. It's not like that. I mean, good luck to him. Those are my thoughts on on yeah, that. But like when he goes back to Menfica, just good luck to him. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a good kid from a good home, but we don't need that man. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. To be honest, as well, like the, the opportunity for him to fight for a place was there. Like Winks has been falling off. There, there's been some sloppy, sloppy um, play, and like he could have fought for a place. I would say, but like even in his ever so. Ever so shy appearances, like nothing, nothing. Well, Owen, I saw your eye twitching there, man. You okay? Oh. <laughs> I caught some strays at my boy just then, just <laughs> that quite quickly. Winksy, well, what, what is your take on Winks right now? Actually, where, where, where does, where is the line on Winks? Like, where does it sit? It's weird. He's reinventing himself at the moment, like against uh, from what to what? Someone <laughs> who's more—he's playing um, a bit of a teacher's pet to, to Mourinho. Isn't he? He's trying to be more tenacious and get on the ball, which I think he, he did that against Leeds quite well. Like he made quite a few good interceptions, but he didn't do too much on the ball, which is like the flip side of what his strengths and weaknesses originally were, which was he was tidy on the ball, but could get overran physically. So I don't know. Um, He's in the middle of reinventing himself, so I'm just eager to see how how it plays out at this point. But I thought he had a good game against Leeds. I'll say that it was poor against Wolves. I won't I won't defend that. It was <laughs> it was so so poor against Wolves. I, honestly, I felt my heart start to start to shatter. But yeah, against Leeds, against Leeds, he was good. So is, is that his future? Do you think? Playing, playing that kind of role or do you think he has to play it for a no, while? I think he can find a better balance. I think he can get on the ball more but I think he's just overcompensating a bit too much to try and fit into Mourinho's methods. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's the only way he's going to get game time, right? I mean if he's going to do that role well enough I think I can see that Hoybier-Winks um, partnership working for certain games. Mm-hmm. Like um, if we're going to get on the ball for quite a lot of the game like even against teams like Brentford or just like in home games against you know bottom half teams I would definitely find him very usable yeah yes, man. before we before we finish up obviously shout out Mark for putting up but shout out uh, Mark's dad Paul for uh, following following the account retweeting the uh, retweeting the live the live show Love to see it. Uh, if we, I think the Everton return leg, we might have to get a, a father son guest appearance going or something like that. Then... Oh, God. <laughs> we'll see yeah, about that one. Props for the Marine trivia as well. Like that Nigeria game came out of nowhere. I don't mm-hmm. even think I've seen that reported anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, fair yeah. play. And you said that's still on YouTube, yeah? That's, that's coming on. Yes, it's, you can see it on YouTube, it's on Twitter, yeah. That's around the, the highlights. 
It's safe to say Marine lost, but but it was it was close. It's like five two something like that. Man, yeah. Man, oh, and, um, and last thing. Um, so one of our sponsors pulled out um, after they announced there were no fans at the game. And do you see who um, who our new sponsor is for the game? I, I yeah, did. Fl- is it Jamie Carragher? Yeah. <laughs> Fair play, the athletic sponsor. So when you're asking about the community coming together, well, Carragher's no one lives in Crosby, so that's a good example of it, I'd say. That's sick, man, for your play. Mm. I think, didn't, didn't Spurs play Brazil one time? Probably. Let the Google quick. <laughs> well, you asked that. Is there any talk about... Because um, in, a, in a previous League Cup game, Spurs paid for... I can't remember the team now off the top of my head, but we paid for their no COVID tests. Yeah. Have yeah. we have we done that with Marine? I've heard Marine are getting their tests today. I think, I think we're just getting our own tests. So, I mean, I really, really hope we don't have a situation where a lot of the squad tests are positive because that'd be an absolute nightmare. Absolutely, you, you play, bro. I mean, it's it's in the back of my mind that you know we'll have a load of positives and the game will be off. So Practice those set pieces, son. Mm, exactly, <laughs> but yeah, um, hopefully that will all be in the clear. Because um, yeah, I don't I don't know Asian Orient situation. Absolutely not. There's too much money at stake. Tens of hundreds of thousands, I suppose, in TV money and sponsorship. So yeah. Mad. Let's let's uh, wish good luck to the Marine boys. Hopefully the match doesn't get postponed because that would really rain on my parade. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, do you guys want to shout out your socials before we go? Uh, yeah, just everyone. Obviously, thank you for listening. Uh, those who tuned in, thank you for watching. Uh, everyone, just make sure you follow uh, at Touchline at touch, uh, Spurs underscore Touchline. Sorry, follow us on the Twitter. Yeah. Follow us on the Instagram. Um, subscribe to the YouTube as well. You know, we obviously we're still under Touchline Fracker, but all the club pods, we want it to, if it to be easier for everyone to find the content. Um, and yeah, flipping follow Marine as well on, on Twitter as well. I'm sure they'll be doing a little running commentary. Um, and yeah, follow, flipping, why not? Follow Mark's dad as well. Uh, at Hardland. <laughs> Paul McParlin, follow that. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed doing this show. Um, so thanks for that. Nice one, man. You've been a pleasure. Good pleasure. All right, thanks, guys. Till the next time. Nice, boys. Peace. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge on Dombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived! Sports Social Podcast Network.